Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome to the Art of Decluttering podcast. We're your hosts. I'm Kirsty Ferugia from Feels Like Home Professional Organizers. And I'm Amy Ravel from Simply Organized. We can't wait to share with you all our tips and tricks to help you declutter and keep your home and family organized. If you'd like to engage with the podcast further, you can find us at The Art of Decluttering on Facebook. Let's get started. You've joined us for episode 57 of The Art of Decluttering. Today we'll be talking about decluttering and organizing your old professional life. This is a really interesting episode requested by Karen Reynolds, and I actually love it. I think this is so relevant to so many of our listeners who have moved careers or gone from being a career person to maybe a stay-at-home parent or have gone from career to retirement, and they're like, what do I do with all the stuff? What do I do with the notes and the course notes and the uni notes and the everything what do I do with the resources yeah and Karen because I think Karen asked us because she wanted to hear about our old lives before we she also wanted to know what we used to do excellent and hear about what we where our where we've come from yeah where we've come from so we're going to be doing both we're going to be talking about our old life and then we're going to be giving suggestions on how to declutter your old life. Ooh, I like this one. So Kirst, tell us about where you've worked prior to becoming a professional organiser. Wow. I've worked so many places. Do you reckon you can remember them all? I started off as a checkout chick at Tuckerbag. That's how old Tuckerbag I am. Tuckerbag Diamond Creek or Tuckerbag Watsonia? Tuckerbag Watsy. Awesome. <laughs> and then I worked at a few cafes. I've worked at Fairfield Park Boathouse. I've worked at um, Bellara Receptions in research. <laughs> this is me stretching my memory of all the places I've worked. And then I went to uni and then had a break from uni and I worked at a printing place and doing accounting, doing bookkeeping at this this printing firm. Then I went overseas. I did some temp work. I worked at La Trobe Uni before I went to overseas, and I did temp work in in London and admin temp work. Yeah, uh, or accounting yep. temp work. And I worked at a pub in London as well with as our friend. Every expat's responsibility when you move to London. Yes, with our friend Lisa Sacristani. That was fun. And then when I came home, I worked at. Um, an insurance company, Willis Insurance, and then I worked at Medibank Private 
for quite a long time before I had Oliver. Um, but just before I had Oliver, I moved to a, a medium-sized accounting firm in Blackburn, say with Dawson. So, and I was a um, accountant there after I finished my degree. So it took me quite a long time to finish my degree. I did it. I dropped out of uni altogether, went overseas, and then took a long time to finish off my degree. But you degree. finished it. I did finish my Snaps degree. to you. Yes, we got married and I said to Simon, hey, can I go full-time at, <laughs> at uni and part-time at work? And he said, sure. So I did that. And then when I finished my degree, I went to stay with Dawson and worked full-time before having Oliver. And I worked there as an accountant and a financial planner. Um, I loved financial planning. I was moving right into... So I was a, um, a paraplanner at Sayward Dawson. And then I was planning on going back um, after having Ollie. Yeah. I was planning on becoming, like finishing off my post-grad financial planning. Yep. But then we moved to Sydney and I didn't end up so going you back didn't, to work. So you didn't go back to work at all once you got to Sydney? No. And my plan, I think our plan was always that I wasn't going to go back to work. Okay. Um, we would we wanted me to be a stay at home mum, and then but if we'd stayed in Melbourne, I don't think that would have been financially possible. Right. But it was financially possible when we moved to Sydney. And have you had any other employment for other people since moving to Sydney? I yes, I have. I worked for another financial planner. I did power planning for him when Ollie was very little and when I was pregnant with Emily. And then I have worked for a few hire hubbies doing admin work for hire hubbies as well, like doing their phone calls and booking in appointments. And I have mostly just worked for myself. That is a very extensive work history. I'm very old. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing what you can fit in 40 years. Because we're talking about probably starting, we 14 when you got your 14 first job? 14 months. Yeah, me too. Yeah, yep. almost to the day. Like, let me out there to earn some money. Mm, I was very keen. Because being one of five children, we didn't get lots of money given to us. So we didn't get lots of things bought for us. So I was very keen to be able to earn my own money. And mum and dad were very keen. <laughs> yeah, I can <laughs> like, imagine. I think 14, like seven months, mum was like pounding the pavements with us. Like going, right, go to every store in Greensboro Plaza. I'd go to every store everywhere. The only thing that mum had said to me... I hate butchers. I still hate ah, butchers. And I, I hate, do you mean you hate butcherers or you hate no. the I you love hate raw people. meat? I love people who butcher yeah, yeah. meat for right. me. Yeah. I hate the smell. Yeah, right. Okay. I like it was I, I was trying to work out what like if it's a vegetarian thing no. or if it's a it's raw meat and I don't want to touch it. Both. Right. Well, not so much vegetarian, although like I could very easily be a vegetarian vegan um it was very much i hate the smell of butchers so i mum that was my only thing that mum was like okay that's the only job that you don't have to do unless you can't find another job and then she was like i don't care you're gonna have to build a bridge <laughs> if you can't find a job anywhere else then you are walking into the butchers and asking for a job my husband's one of his first jobs was at a fishmonger's Ugh. and he still talks about what the smell was like oh, i can't handle i can't handle fishmongers i can't handle butchers i was like please mum like i will i will work anywhere so tell me really quickly without giving it too much thought what's been your favorite job aside from professional organizing 
Oh, 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 not much thought, not much thought. I did love and hate Tucker Bag. <laughs> like, what did you love about it? I loved, I loved friends there. Yeah, nice. I loved friends there. And I loved the regulars that came in. Like, and I loved, like, I'd get excited when, uh, you know, families that I really enjoyed talking to came in and and I, remember I was talking to my friends the other day they're I'm um, 17 and they're both working and like part-time jobs and I was saying that oh we were talking about it because they're just turned 17 but they both look can look very old and can look very young and I remember being 17 and working at Taco Bag and people would come in and I was known for being a really good packer. Oh, yeah. I can imagine that. Efficient, but you're know, making sure the heavy things are on the bottom, yes. so things are on top. Yes. So I was known for doing that well. And I remember somebody saying, oh, something. And I was like, oh, how old do you think I am? And she's like, oh, 25. And I'm like, oh, no, I'm only 17. And I've always been a baby face. Like, I always look young. And yeah. so I was saying to my, my friend, my young friend, Matilda, how don't worry, when you're 40. It'll pay off. You'll really appreciate that people still think you're 20. <laughs> or 30, maybe. Yeah. Maybe don't, people. Yeah. yeah. Give yourself a little bit of. <laughs> so I just remember being absolutely gobsmacked when this customer yeah. said to me that you that she thought I was 23 or 25. I was like, no way, man. Can you remember what your first ever wage was, your hourly rate? Oh, I cannot. It was probably something ridiculous, like $4. Mine was $5.40. Yeah. $5.40 is what I started working for. And that was an insane amount of money because I could earn $25 after school. Like I would go to school at, um, go to work at four, finish at nine. And I was like, oh my gosh, I'm rich. (laughs) (laughs) I remember when I came back from the UK and I was working at the insurance company and I remember earning like $35,000 a year and getting my pay and going, wow, that is so much What am I going to do with all that money? I I spent it because I'm a spender. I'm not a saver. (laughs) Much to my family when I was growing up. Like much to my parents' disgust and now much to Simon's disgust. <laughs> <laughs> so that was probably, and I think it had, Tucker Bag had really precious memories because it was my first job. Yeah, and you were quite young, so there yeah. was all that excitement as well. Yeah, and friends would come in, yeah. like, and people at school would go, you know, can you slip me some cigarettes? I'm like, no, because I don't work on that counter. <laughs> <laughs> I remember like cute boys from school coming in. Oh, those (laughs) memories. I love it. (laughs) What about you? Tell us about your work. I I think I would struggle to remember all my jobs. Yes, that's because you're crazy. I am a little bit of a jack of all trades. Um, So I have, I didn't finish uni. I started doing a degree in commerce arts and I got about 18 months through and decided I did not want to pursue that. So I gave up uni, but I have worked. Let me see. Let me just humor you and you count on your fingers and we'll see how many we get to. So the first job is I worked at a milk bar. Then I worked at a post office. Then I worked at a news agency. Then I worked making jewelry for Sports Girl. Then I've worked, I worked as an ultrasound model. So I actually like trainers would use my body to ultrasound. I've worked. Oh, randomly. So weird. random. But Never I needed heard money that. at that time. Yep. Never heard of that. Sold my body for medical research. <laughs> I've worked um, as an, a footwear accounts executive. I've worked as a footwear PA. I've worked at World Vision PAing. And I worked at World Vision as a customer service liaison. I've worked at Christian Biomission. 
I have worked as a PA at my church. I've worked as, oh, let me think, what else have I done? I was an eBay reseller for a little while. I owned a party supply business. I've worked for a psychology clinic doing office management. I worked for a rehab clinic doing cold calling. I've worked for a work cover management consultancy group. That's 12 years I worked for those guys. Um, I have worked for, let's think, what else? Like, how many are we at? 16. Oh, there's so many more. There's so many more that I have wow. done. Um, I've worked at a restaurant. Uh, I literally think it would probably get to 30, 35 different jobs that I've had. The most I've ever been doing at one time was nine. Nine? Nine jobs all at once. Now, obviously, they were all part-time casual, but I would do nine jobs in a week. Oh, like, did you? Loved it. I love variety. How did you juggle that? I love variety and I love multitasking. And I love the um, ability to just come up with fresh ideas at different places. So I've had ridiculous – I worked at a cheese factory. Mm. Like I have honestly had the most random jobs um, and I've loved them. I've loved them all. I love a different thing about each one of them. And I think going to the other side of this question, not just what have we done in our previous lives, but – what do you do when you've had a whole lot of different jobs? I wouldn't call all of mine careers. Most of them were just jobs. Um, a lot of them were for myself and some of them were businesses and some of them are corporate and some of them are not for profit. But what do you do when you accumulate reports or contracts? What do you do when you have resources for all those different jobs? Um, and I think when we go to clients' houses, we often see that, often, particularly for teachers. And we've got a whole episode coming up in just a few weeks about teachers because that's a whole nother ball game all on its own. <laughs> Can't wait. But my advice is once you finish a job is that you get rid of the resources from that job. So if you were, say for you, Kirsty, you were working at as a financial planner and then you move to a different company, I would say all that stuff you had from the old company is probably out of date or you've got different protocols, you've got different referrers. And so get rid of that stuff and start fresh because the knowledge is in your head, not in the papers that you take with you. Mm. What do you think? You've got a caveat to that, I would I say. I do, I do. Tell me your caveat. I think that there's a lot of things that you've learned in one job that can be um, repurposed for a new job. Um, and sometimes you work at a place and their processes and procedures are awesome. And you go to a new job and, it, and in the same field mm. and their processes and procedures aren't so awesome. Does that affect IP though? Like are you, if you take then a staff manual from one place and use it as a foundation for creating a staff manual at a new place, do you think that that impedes on intellectual property laws? I have no idea. Okay. I don't have any idea either. I'm just asking the question. <laughs> yeah, and that's where I, it would depend on the circumstances yeah. and it would depend on... But Have I been watching too much Suits? Probably. <laughs> I think I might have been watching too much Suits because there's so much about intellectual property at the yes. moment in Suits. Yes. And I'm loving it. Yes. And I feel like I'm living the Suits world. Hi, Rachel. How are you going? Good. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> So tell me what you would suggest to clients when they're doing what we've done is come out of a season of jobs and variety of things to completely change because you'd never done organizing before. No, 
And when I finished financial planning and I started my organizing business, I didn't know how well it was going to go. And I didn't know if I was going to end up having to go back into financial planning. So I think that um, it's really hard to say, right, you know, like burn them all. Like (laughs) There's no um, hard and fast rule. Yeah. And I think that, but I think that there's definitely a time and a place to get rid of it. Mm. And I think that that season can be different. Um, you know, and particularly, it's particularly hard for women who are having a career oh, break. isn't it though? Sorry, just talked over you, but oh my gosh. Yes. Yeah, when you're having a career break to have children, you don't know, you, you do not know, know what life is going to look like on the other side of having children. You don't know if you're going to be desperate to get back into the workforce yes. to get away from the monotony of small children um, and the groundhog dayness of it, you may not know. You might absolutely love being at home. You may absolutely love your children, but really need the sanity break of being at work. So it is really challenging to know. So I say to give yourself a couple of months to potentially even a couple of years and like with teachers it's um, we're going to have a whole as we said a whole episode about that so we'll leave that aside but for instance for me um I was planning on going back into financial planning and I was planning on finishing off my postgrad so I needed to keep my postgrad papers yeah that makes sense I needed because if I was to finish off my postgrad then those reference papers were still really important. But I have a time limit on how quickly I needed to do the postgrad. I had to have it finished, I think, within like five years of starting or seven years. Like it was quite short. I wasn't going to make it, particularly when we moved into state and we freed me up to be able to stay at home with the kids. Then that's um, made it challenging to be able to finish off my postgrad and so then if that but then it becomes a question and I'm speaking from experience here do I keep those old postgrad stuff because what if I do change my mind I do go back into the workplace and I do have to do redo those subjects and yes, the course material may have changed, but it's not going to completely change. Could you access that differently now? Would you get it online? Oh, no. And so definitely the new stuff would have been online. Okay. And But my work papers may not have been like, do yeah, I keep the physical papers yeah. of working with that stuff? Because then I don't have to reinvent the wheel completely. And I don't this have is to what relent. our clients struggle with. Exactly. Yep. So there is definitely a time and a place for holding on to things. There is a time and a place to really reassess, yep. though, and to go, well, actually, it's been 25 years since I did my post, since I did my undergraduate mm. in accounting. <laughs> Like, it hasn't actually been 25 years for me. It's only been 22 years since I started my undergraduate. But since I started You're my undergraduate, back, there's no GST. Like, there, I did my undergraduate oh, pre-GST. Yes. So all of anything like that had a tax accounting yeah. is absolutely irrelevant. Yeah, great. And even in financial planning, like, let's just take financial planning from 10 years ago. We have added, there's been vast changes in the financial planning industry in the last 10 years. There's no longer fee for, like it's a fee for yeah, service, not yeah. 
Yes. So there is vast changes. So I can definitely get rid of all my financial planning stuff. Have you? I'm not sure if I have actually. I think I've got rid of... You need to check on the roof. I reckon that's where that might be kept at your house. Oh, guilty face. (laughs) No, I'm just like laughing because the other day Simon's like, right, when we get home, when we've, after the birthdays are finished... We really need to get up into the roof oh, and I get love it. down all of your sentimental <laughs> stuff, Kirsty, so you can go through that again. But I do know where the financial planning stuff is. Is in if I still have it, it is in my filing cabinet. It was in my filing cabinet, which means it must be gone because I must have got rid of it because we got rid of the filing cabinet. Oh, winner! More from us in just a few minutes. Don't forget to visit our website, theartofdecluttering.com.au and sign up for our bonus episode that is not so secret anymore. We've done episodes on linen cupboards, sentimental items, media, baby supplies, donations, weddings and so many more. So if you're new to the art of decluttering, you'll find loads of great tips like this one from the episode we did on crafts and hobbies. What I'm saying is the kind of supplies we used to make jewellery back then is completely different to the type of jewellery people wear now. Yes. And so you can still have the same hobby, but the products that you use could completely evolve over time. Yes. And so that's why it's really good to ask, is this still me? And and equally so, is this still a passion of mine? Like, am I still passionate about this hobby? Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. And now back to the podcast for so many more tips and tricks. But I can totally understand why people hold on to things. Yeah, and I think what we want to encourage you to do if you are holding on to things is assess really the reason why. Is it out of fear? Is it out of, I need a backup plan? Is it out of, but this stuff is genuinely helpful and I could use it and there's job opportunity here? So just ask those questions of yourself. And I think too, don't lump everything together. Don't say, Mm. I need to keep everything from my... um, Undergraduate degree. Correct. But... 
if you go through it and you see the papers, you think, actually, I don't need that. I don't need that. And instead of you thinking, I need to keep everything, maybe there's actually only 15 pages that you need to keep. And so go through that specifically rather than lumping it all together. And I think you'll find you keep much more valuable stuff and you can use it rather than having to dig through folders and folders of notes and papers and that kind of thing. Yeah, and definitely um, like shoot papers. I don't think that you necessarily have no. to keep shoot papers. Did you go to shoots? I think that's why I dropped out of uni. Because you never went to I hated, No, I went to them, but I hated them. <laughs> I hated them. Like, just give me the information, get it in my head, and I want to get out of here. <laughs> don't make me talk to other people. <laughs> You're such an introvert. <laughs> Uh, whereas we, in our course recently, we were talking to one of our participants and she was saying that there is, she did her undergraduate degree 35 plus years ago. And she was saying there are uni books, uni textbooks that she's keeping from that, but that's because they're anatomy books. Our anatomy hasn't actually changed that much from 35 years ago. Uh, there's been massive changes in science and knowledge in 35 years or 40 years. But my hand is still attached to my wrist. Yeah, and your bones are still called the same bones. Yeah, yeah. So that's legitimate. Like, I, to me, I go, yeah, sure, if that's helpful. If, you, if you're if you referring reference to it. it if you're looking at it, if, it's, if you are actually looking at it, keep it. If you actually haven't looked at it in 35 years... Let that thing go. Let it go. Because we've had another client, another course participant who's a speech therapist. Yes. Occupational, occupational therapist. therapist. And she has gone through and really decluttered a whole lot of her stuff that she was holding on to just in case. I love it. So it's been really exciting in the course, hasn't it? Oh, I've been loving it. What cast have you um, taken from your old work life that has become part of what you do as a professional organiser? Like are there skills, lessons, experiences that you've kind of taken and put into what you do now? Mm, It's a great question. Thanks. Do you have an answer for it? Do you want me to answer? That's a great another question. (laughs) Do you want me to answer for me? No, you've got it. What came to mind was at Saber Dawson, um, I was known to be a chatter. A chatter? To talk to people. Yep. And to be pastoral caring for people. Like going around, checking up on people, which isn't so great in a, on the clock, you have to Billable hours. Billable hours. Workplace. <laughs> Sorry, peeps. <laughs> but you were well loved. I w- was well loved by my peers. <laughs> <laughs> so how has that then come into what you do now? I love the pastoral care aspect of our job. Yeah. I love actually caring for people and listening to them and helping them and helping them really unpack what's going on for them like when they're looking at their past uni papers or their undergraduate or their postgraduate stuff or their work papers like asking them about their job and seeing what it is that they did love about their job and um, what memories they can hold on to without holding on to their papers Mm, I like that what about you? I think mine's definitely in my world of being a PA I loved organizing other people because I felt like in the workplace, I was pretty organized myself. And then I would get, I would see the frustrations other people had, particularly the people that I was PAing for, like the directors and managers. And I loved organizing their lives for them because that's what a PA does. It's so much more than just the office. It's really organizing their life. And I have taken that and enjoyed that 
aspect of it going into clients' homes and helping them find order amongst the chaos. Um, I think no matter what job I do, finding order in the chaos is something that I love. Awesome. Okay. What did you not like about your previous jobs? Working for other people. (laughs) I love working for myself. Um, I love the people when I work for other people, but I don't like not being the boss. Does that make sense? Yes, I like making the decisions. I like being in charge of my own time. I like the flexibility that I can give myself. I like driving myself and creating and having control of the budget. I love all that side of it. Excellent. I think you may have picked up on what I do not like about working in an accounting firm. I literally had nightmares for months after leaving that job of, have I filled in my timesheet this week? Oh, Kirst, that's awful. Yeah, six minutes. Accounting six minute yep. increments. Yep. <gasps> Accounting for you every six minutes. That's horrid. Is I cannot think of a nice word to describe it. Wow, no, that's not okay. I literally, literally had nightmares for months and months and months after leaving that job. <laughs> <laughs> I loved that workplace. I yes. loved the people I worked with. But uh, it didn't suit you personally. No. What <laughs> Not really. And do you know what I think when we're talking old professional life, in the context of decluttering and minimalism and organising, ask yourself these questions. What do you love about your job and what don't you love about your job? So that as your career evolves and as different business decisions are made, you can be really clear about what you want more of and what you want less of. Yes, and we're having this conversation (laughs) hate to keep bringing this up, but in our course, actually today, somebody was mentioning how minimalism and learning more about minimalism has actually helped them think through their work life and whether or not they want to keep climbing the ladder and whether they want to keep spending more time at work or whether um, actually their family is their number one priority. And so making business decisions and work decisions based around their values and their vision for their family. And I love that. It's transformational because minimalism does affect every aspect. It changes the way you see the world. Yes, I love it. Oh, that's so exciting. Yay! So what have you found hard from letting go of your professional life? Doesn't sound like you're not very sentimental and you have already given us all advice to just chuck everything Throw everything out. Become your own boss. <laughs> the world is your oyster. The thing that's really hard is there's no guarantee of somebody else giving you money regularly. Yes. I think that's the reality whenever you own your own business, successful or otherwise, is you. the buck stops with you. There's no deflection. So I think that's definitely one of the things I miss is somebody else putting money in my bank account with me just having to do 40 hours a week. Mm. And I do not work. 40 hours a week anymore in my own business. It's a lot more than that. Um, But that's out of passion. I think what I find hard is I get loads of um, quality time with people, but on the days when I'm doing admin and working on my business rather than in my business, I really miss community. Such an extrovert. I am an extrovert. Those days are like my breathing space. Oh, I think I have become so much more of an introvert since having kids. Yes. And actually since my business too, I feel like... Because we're with people all the time. Yes. And really with people. So I do actually really love space and my own time, but I 
like I think a co-working space would be brilliant for me because I actually love being around people and bouncing ideas off people. That's why we speak that's every single every day. day. Multiple times a day. It's like, hey, Kirst, I had this idea. What do you think? Or I got this email with this opportunity. What do you think? Yeah, yeah we do a lot of that. And yeah. I think it's important when you do work for yourself and you've come out of a corporate environment or a community environment is to make sure you do have people to bounce ideas off. So yes. thanks, Kirst. Thank you, Amy. <laughs> so what? let's go back to talking a little bit more about what, how do people declutter their old, you know, uni stuff, work stuff, PDs, notes, like what, how can they... What questions should they ask themselves? Mm, and I think, too, let's add in there um, personal development courses, some of that PD stuff that you do that's like, you know, a couple of days where you've got an intensive course. I think, you know, it depends on how you learn. So if you are a visual learner, perhaps keeping those notes handy where you can flick over them maybe the week or two or month after you've done the course can be really helpful. But then I think if you're expecting to remember 100% of what you learned, that's unrealistic. So my personal way of doing it is if I go to any course, if I can take away one thing, I am so happy. And that one thing I've got in my head and in my heart and I get rid of all the paperwork. So as soon as I get home from a course, I chuck the notes. But I use the notes really, really well when I have them. I take notes on there. I read them. I highlight. I tag pages because I really like I'm there and I'm in it. And then I get home and I recycle it because I've, I've sucked everything I can out of that experience. Yeah, great advice. I think um, I just had an idea. Go. If you're a journaler. A, a what? A journaler. Say it again. A, somebody who journals. <laughs> a journaler. <laughs> a, yeah, a yes. journaler. Thank you. You so could be right with that. Here I am mocking you because yes. I thought... Usually I'm the one making up words and I thought you'd made up a word and it was just my lack of English understanding. <laughs> if you journal, I do not. I'm not. I think I'm an okay reflector person, but I do not reflect by writing down my thoughts. But if you are, then I think that's a really great way of reflecting on what you've learnt and go, well, what can I, like, what have I learnt from this course? Really and, unpacking it. Yeah, and really digging deep and figuring out what it is that you are, like, what's that one thing or what's those five things that you're meant to take away from that course? Because then that journal is something that stays with you, not necessarily yeah, that's all the great. notes. And I do think it is, going back to, I mean, we did talk about this before, but really thinking why it is that you're keeping all of that stuff. Like, is it to make yourself feel better about doing the court, you know, like proving yeah. to yourself that you're an accountant. Yeah. Or... And saying, I, I'm actually really qualified because look at my bookshelf. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and is that, do you need that to make yourself feel better? Mm -hmm. Or is it the fact that you go to work every day and somebody else pays you every week or every month that actually show proves to yourself that you are an accountant or a doctor or blah blah, 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 whatever it is yeah, that your job point. is. Um, and so really doing that hard work and it's hard. It's like decluttering your mind is can be really 
soul work, which is hard work. It's so worth it. Yes, it is. Because then you realize things about yourself and patterns of behavior and patterns um, of your mindset. It really allows you to um, realize who you are and maybe um, reform your way of thinking and going, well, actually, no, I've got to tell myself new stories. And so my new story is I do not need all this paperwork to prove that I went to that PD day. I've got a certificate that, and that's what I need to put on my resume. That's what I need to show my bosses. That's what I need. I need that certificate. And do I even need the certificate? Can I take a photo of it? Can I put it? Can I scan it? Can I store it some other way so that I can prove for my next job or for my accreditation or whatever it is? That's what I need. And that's what I'm going to keep, not necessarily the all the notes or all the physical pieces of paper. Boom. You just smashed it. Maybe. That was awesome. Um, my last thing to say is if you if you if you're the person that needs a rule if you haven't referenced it in 12 months it's probably safe to let it go yes there you go that's it that's all i can add to that curse because you just smash that i'm going to read a facebook review that sydney has sent to us sydney says i am a self-employed house cleaner in canada hey sydney we love our international listeners we're getting so many more of you um we got a message from the states yesterday saying that they love our accents Yay! So, um, I'm a self-employed house cleaner in Canada and just love devouring your show when I work. I'm listening to the last episode as I type this and can't wait for the next one. I'm already planning to restart from the beginning as there are just so many wonderful tips to absorb. Thank you, ladies, for making me smile when I work, not to mention making me really think about the functionality of my home and the rooms in it. Listening to you is like hanging out with good friends. Oh, Sydney. What a wonderful review. That is beautiful, I'm Sydney. I'm just thinking about all the Canadian words that I know. Oh, are they actual Canadian words? Yeah, like toque. What? Is the word for beanie. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Do you have any others? Yeah. Have you got your toque today? <laughs> like, um, there is like the way they say things, like out and about. Ooh. It depends on where they're from. And like Toronto instead of Toronto. Like we say it Toronto, but they say Toronto. And... Uh, there's loads. I love Canadians. I love, love, love Canadians. Oh. And I love Canada. I love it. Oh, I think I might have to go now. I've, Sydney, I've... I, um, I'm going to come and crash on your couch one day. Me, my husband, my two children. No, we won't do that to you, I promise. But thank you so much for leaving a Facebook review. Um, we hope that this has been really helpful with your old professional life to both learn a little bit about Kirsty and I and the dozens of jobs that we've worked. I think the era of having a career has long gone. I think the average adult changes, full changes career three times in their life now. Whereas previously you were a blacksmith and that's what you did. Um, and we hope that it's helped you to really assess some of that stuff that you've kept in your home. Notes, PD, shoot notes, textbooks, all of that kind of thing and assess what you need um, and then you can declutter the rest. And we hope you've enjoyed learning just a little bit more about Amy and I. Because we love hanging out with our good friends, you. Have an amazing week and we'll see you next week. Yay, bye. Thanks for joining us. If you've learned something awesome today, do a friend a favour and share this episode so they too can learn the art of decluttering. 
You can find me, Amy, over at simplyorganised.net or on Facebook as Simply Organised PO. You can find me, Kirsty, over at feelslikehome.net.au or on Facebook as Feels Like Home PO. Don't forget, you can see the show notes in your podcast app or over at our website, theartofdecluttering.com.au. So if there's anything you want more info on, check it out there. If you love what you hear, we'd really appreciate you leaving a review on iTunes. We hope you've enjoyed listening and that you've learned some tips to help you declutter and keep your home organised. If you'd like to join our supporter community, you can do so over at patreon.com forward slash decluttering. We hope you have a great rest of your day and enjoy the freedom. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. <laughs>